As you just heard in the news, we are, of course, waiting to find out what the Bank of Canada is going to announce this morning with their interest rate decision. That coming right around 7 a.m., so a little over 20 minutes from now. But in the meantime, that's what we're going to talk to Rob Shaw about, political correspondent from Czech News, because this is also very much on the minds of the provincial government these days. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you. So th- so David Eby is no longer the only premier saying to the Bank of Canada, hey, please don't do this. No, our premier uh, made quite a populist move by writing that letter last week to the governor of the Bank of uh, Canada, Tiff Macklem, saying, stop, stop it with the rate hikes. We've seen enough 10 hikes since March of 2022. Uh, you heard in the newscast, they're the highest now uh, rate at 5% since 2001. So he wrote this letter. No premier has done that before. The only other politician to write to the governor of the Bank of Canada is Pierre Polyev, the federal conservative leader, and he wanted him to quit. Uh, but a couple other premiers have since joined, and that is Ontario uh, Premier Doug Ford and Newfoundland's premier as well. And so this kind of trio is now politically pressuring the governor to not raise rates, and we'll find out at seven o'clock if he does. They all have kind of the same argument, although, you know, Doug Ford. Uh, he's his message is a little bit sharper than EB's where he, he said, and this is quote, uh, a message to the bank of Canada, enough is enough. You're trying to kill the economy. Okay. You yeah. Personally that's a bit more. <laughs> you're personally responsible for creating inflation. So, you know, he's going on to say people are losing their homes and that's on the bank's, um, shoulders. So our premier didn't go that far. He did say it's hurting people, and he did say that his housing plans to build more units are imperiled by these rate hikes because the developers and are having trouble with their financing. So three different premiers, one from the New Democratic Party in BC, one from progressive conservatives in Ontario, and then the liberals in Newfoundland. So all across the spectrum coming together to take a couple swings at the Bank of Canada because it's an easy target for people's anger right now. No kidding. Have you ever recalled something like this happening before? No. Uh, well, you know, we don't often uh, care about the Bank of Canada. And, and uh, it's not something that politicians have taken on to this extent. It is independent. It's nonpartisan. You know, someone equated it to writing the Supreme Court of Canada and demanding that they do a certain thing, which I think Premier David Eby as a lawyer and former Attorney General would say is is inappropriate. But uh, it doesn't seem to have the same problem writing, um, you know, the Bank of Canada. And look, like those letters, they went straight into the garbage can. They're they're not, um, the, the bank is insulated from feeling pressure from premiers and prime ministers. It takes in data. It takes in, you know, kind of looking at things. But the data it's looking at uh, is the, uh, you know, economic data. So it's kind of stuck between seeing inflation at and around kind of 3%, depending on which sort of core measures you're looking at, three and a half, four percent 4% range, it wants it to get down to 2 But then it's also looking at the number of jobs that, that uh, the country lost. There were 6,400 in July. The unemployment rate is up. There's slower than expected uh, gross domestic product growth. And so it's people are saying, well, are we seeing the impacts of it? Are we seeing the kind of slowdown of the economy? And should we pause? Whether the premier's right and say, hey, uh, quit it is is a completely different. You know, I would have expected John Horgan to write uh, the governor of the Bank of Canada. Yeah. I was a little surprised that David Eby did it. But uh, he's there's still a bunch of those New Democrats who uh, work in and around him who like to try and 
play that populist touch and uh, they're trying to put it on this premier too. There's also absolutely no indication that the Bank of Canada will take this into consideration. No, no, they're, they're not going to do that. I mean, right. the premier by by his own <laughs> by his own admission said if the governor of the Bank of Canada even reads my letter and for one second, one second at any point in his deliberation thinks oh, about that letter, then I've done my job. That's that's all he wanted was just, he's just throwing up he's shooting a flare into the sky and hoping that the the governor sees it. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of I don't think that the bank is insulated from the larger public unhappiness and sentiment and anger that exists out there, but it, its mandate is to bring inflation down to the level that it thinks that it needs to be at, and it's going to keep on doing it. Ironically, the uh, inflationary numbers that we saw most recently from StatsCan showed that one of the biggest drivers, the biggest driver of inflation right now is the interest rate hikes and the financial impact they're having on people's ability to pay their mortgage and their household goods. And so we've got this twisted kind of chicken and egg thing going on now where the tool that's supposed to bring down inflation is actually increasing inflation yeah. and the two have become commingled. And that's, you know, you're going to have to ha have on some sort of professor emeritus economist to explain that uh you know nature what, you to can't you, do that I, too what we can't get no you to do that no too? no my phd in economics is uh I, to use the new letter grade system i believe it is uh emerging <laughs> I'm, I'm in the emerging area of economics so that was a fantastic segue rob shaw political correspondent of czech news also about heading back to school this week and i thought it interesting rob that you know the education minister had a lot to say yesterday but didn't really hear a lot that parents will go, oh, okay, that sounds good. I think parents would be kind of disappointed by that. Yeah, there was a lot of discussion, but there wasn't a lot of solutions yeah. uh, to the huge problems that are facing the education system right now. So is there a teacher shortage? According to the education minister, yes, there is, which is what the teachers union says as well. Do we know how many teachers are short? Nope. Do we know how many uncertified teachers, in, especially in rural areas, people who aren't qualified but get called in because they're enthusiastic to fill in when there are no teachers. Uh, how many of those are being used? Nope. Um, so the education minister, Russian Singh, yesterday saying, you know, they're trying, but they don't have a lot of answers there. Uh, enrollment is going way up. We talked about it yesterday. Schools are crammed. Surrey's bringing in hundreds of more portables. Uh, is that an issue? Absolutely. Is there a solution to it? Well, no, uh, you know, so there wasn't much from the education minister there other than they're trying to build schools, they're trying to do more urban schools, they're trying to do, um, they're trying to get land in developments before they're developed so that the school is in a scramble afterwards to secure at a higher price and then it's built for when people need it, which I think is the right idea, but they're multi-year uh, things down the road. So those are issues. Then the report card issue, the getting rid of letter yes. grades for, for up to grade nine. A doubling down from the minister saying, um, you know, yeah, people are going to need to adjust to this, but this is what we're doing. And this is what people say is better, helps gauge people's um, young kids uh, learning rate uh, in a deeper way. And even though people indicated very strongly in government survey, teachers, students, uh, parents, they don't want this. Government's going to do it anyways. And, and in the education minister's words, we're just going to need a little time to adjust to these new developing emerging proficient metrics. So not no movement from the government on any of these issues, kind of acknowledgements that they exist. But if you were looking for 
solutions on the near horizon to your child being crammed into a portable and looking at portables for the rest of their academic um, K to 12 career, that was not forthcoming uh, yesterday from the minister. Yeah, you know, I found this interesting because I thought they would have kind of had a plan to address all this at the beginning of the school year when they know all these questions are going to be coming, but there didn't really seem to be that. The plan was to send out, according to my email box, eight uh, email messages uh, celebrating different schools that were opening across the province. One for oh, that was the plan. Of the province. That was the plan. Uh, and I, you know, I think this is going to be a budgetary issue for the government in February. They need to put a ton of money behind their school projects uh, in order to get this thing going. And that's not something the minister can announce on her own at the start of school. But it would have been nice to have a <laughs> even a roadmap of that, other than just an acknowledgement of, yeah, there are problems all over the system. And uh, we're working on it, but without a clear idea of how. Uh, the numbers are so... There's number, I, the government gave me some numbers on enrollment yesterday after you and I uh, chatted about it. And we have not seen this level of enrollment increasing in the school system since the late 1990s. It kind of kind of ended at 2000, 2001, really? 1999. Was, and then we entered a period of declining enrollment until around 2017. And then it's gone slowly sort of back up and increasingly in different areas and um, higher than others. So we, you know, we remember those times when school districts sold off properties and closed schools and consolidated yeah. schools. And and this is the the distant result of that is that you know, six years after the enrollment starts increasing, uh, we are struggling to keep up. But the New Democrats knew that. They made promises about this. That it's not like they didn't say they were going to get rid of portables and they were going to dramatically increase education funding. So there's not a lot of excuses now to ask six years in why uh, that has not occurred to keep up with demand. Right. So you feel, though, that this is something that is going to be on the and we're heading into an election year, right? So this is going to be mm. on the agenda in the spring. It's, well, I mean, there, the budget for next year in an election year is going to be so fantastical and incredible and filled with so <laughs> and much magical money. And oh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be proficient in every way. Uh, and so, yeah, they'll have a gigantic plan for school spending and health spending and every other spending you can possibly see. But it's going to take time to make up for the falling behind, which is where we still are now, six years after the NDP said they were going to pick things up. So, hmm. Okay. And no budging on the letter grades, as you mentioned there. Did that surprise you a little bit? No, I think, you know, the NDP has the BCTF behind it on the letter grades issue. And the, the teachers union is firmly in the in the camp of that this is a positive move. There are some academics that back this up too. So I think it feels like it is in the right on this and it just kind of has to push it through. It is going to face political opposition. BCU United came out yesterday and said, you know what, vote for us. We win the election. You kids get letter grades back. Bada bing, bada boom. That's an easy kind of thing for people like... I'm not sure you're going to cast your vote on an issue like that, but it's an easy thing for the opposition to kind of gain yeah. a little bit of, of traction on in the back to school time and cut into people's lives and get through that fog that most people have when they don't even know the opposition exists. So that was a gift to them by the NDP. I don't know why they're they're fighting this fight as hard as they are this year, given everything else, um, but nothing from the education minister yesterday that they're thinking of slowing or backing down on it uh, at all. It is full steam ahead on on that. All right. Interesting stuff. Gives us something to talk about. Rob, thank you. Okay. Take care.